Howdy, everyone. If you enjoy the show, join our free Discord. Link in the description and chat with the cast. Please leave a review and consider joining our Patreon for behind-the-scenes content and more. Tears start at a dollar, and even that helps us out. To stay up-to-date with episode releases and more, follow us on Twitter at Riftway Podcast. Hi there, my name is Josh, and I'm the Dungeon Master of Riftway. I'm Caden, and I play Crookie Tookie, the half-o-bar. I'm Remy, and I'll be playing Tills Revolt Desirex, Dragonborn Sorcerer. I'm Mitch, and I play Raisin Tornberg, the Ghostwise Halfling Rogue. We hope you'll enjoy this episode, and welcome to Riftway. So we're going to open in the world of Free Haven, a sprawling cityscape with the academies of heroes and rapscallions at its center. We pan to a sprawling landscape of slums where smokes from forges and manufactories pour endlessly into the skies. Uh, the working poor of Freehaven on their long commutes to work in the homes of the wealthy or to toil long hours of physical labor. We move past the toiling of smiths to a cross-section of an alley, dark and foreboding as steam ejects from pipes, and we catch sight of our first player character. Uh, Mitchell, will you describe what your character looks like? All right. Uh, short, obviously, because I am a halfling. Makes sense. Let me look at my picture real fast. Oh, <laughs> uh, yeah. I'm dressed kind of like a Indiana Jones wannabe because I want to be a treasure hunter. You got a little bit of Indiana Jones, a little bit of cowboy in there. Yeah, I, I, don't, I can't tell if that's a cowboy hat or... I'm yeah, the cowboy boots. hat. Yeah. <laughs> Just wearing a fedora, being like, my lady. Everybody like, walks past you on the Like screen. a cross between a cowboy hat and a fedora. Yeah, yeah absolutely. I so, give credit to the person who drew it, but I don't know who did. <laughs> Same. Big mood. Uh, we kind of like pan to you holding this large ancient map in your hand, and we can kind of see it catch a light, and uh, you decide where you want to go to like continue on your search. You pocket the map, and as you like look down to like finish scrounging things out of your pockets, um, you see your father standing directly in front of you, right where the map was seconds ago. Uh, Oslo Tornberg, a halfling, just like you. He's also wearing a pretty similar getup. He's a little bit taller, but you haven't hit your growth spurt yet. You're still a little tiny. Um, he's disheveled, to say the least. Like, his shirt's untucked, hat slightly askew. Instead of wearing the uh, walking boots that you're wearing, he's still wearing, like, his fluffy morning slippers. And he... Kind of has this look of like, oh, really? Kind, kind of like that parent look where it's, they're like, why are you doing this right now? Do you? <laughs> so he kind of looks at you with that look and goes, so woke up this morning. Still weren't home. On a school night. But I was treasure hunting. Yeah. I get that. I know. I know that that's... Look, I'm, I'm glad to see that you're okay. But if you didn't tell from the steam shooting out of pipes and, you know, the general vibe of where we are in this dark alley, it's super dangerous 
to be gallivanting through the barrows in the middle of the night. Dad, I'm 13 now. I'm pretty much a grown-up. I know what I'm doing. That's not what I want to hear. That's... Look, I'm, I'm glad that you're showing an interest and so excited to be, like, exploring this new home that we found and I what do you do the whole night? Like what? I search for adventure and glory and shiny stuff. But I guess if you're gonna be an adventurer anyway, then I gotta get used to just throwing yourself into danger. Oh yeah, you kind of like he scratches the underside of his chin where like he hasn't shaved this morning, obviously. So there's that like five o'clock shadow. And he goes, tell you what, instead of us talking here in the middle of this alley, you and me will go to Auntie Ezra's, grab a bite to eat, get some coffee and, you know, get some caffeine in you before you have to go to school immediately afterwards. They don't want to go to school. What? The whole reason we're here is to get you into the school because... Well, because you I, said that you I, wanted I won't to learn know anyone. Everything. Of course you won't know anyone. That's what first days of schools are all about. Mm. I miss my friends. Uh, he kind of like stretches and like does that thing where he moves his arms up and down. You can kind of see like some toned muscle underneath there. He's like, come on, we'll get you eggs and coffee. Can I have bacon? Yeah, of course. Yeah. All right. And as you guys kind of move over to Auntie Ezra's, it's like a very, very uh, popular eaten area here in the Barrows. Um, She makes the best coffee for miles around. If anybody asks and if anyone's smart enough, they know that you go to Auntie Ezra's and and nobody messes with Auntie Ezra. Uh, You get your plate full of bacon, plate full of eggs, coffee, toast, uh, and service with a smile, as always. And we kind of pan away from the two of you father-son duo eaten before the first day of breakfast to away from the urban and industrial center of Freehaven to rows upon rows of nearly identical houses. The suburban dreamland of Dewfellows Rest. Carefully manicured lawns and garages full of horses, large riding dogs, uh, semi-sentient giant snakes, and even the occasional self-moving elemental engine-powered cart. However, there is a single house that sticks out a bit like a sore thumb, with giant tires in the middle of the lawn, uh, huge weightlifting equipment like scattered across the front yard. Uh, a portion of the backyard has had all of the grass removed and replaced with tournament sand for quote-unquote family disagreements. And there's just a cacophony of like early morning screaming and yelling and plates breaking as we see uh, two fully grown half orcs chasing after a young set of half orc twins. One of them just fully naked, covered in dish soap, like running into counters at mock speed. Uh, the other one is sitting in the cooler, uh, picking up eggs from the fridge and just tossing them as far as he can into the living room uh we move the camera and it kind of just goes straight to a closed door of our next character uh Caden what is your character looking like and what is he doing as 
the morning chaos erupts as it almost always does every single day. <laughs> I am Gore from the Heim Dwarven Paladin. Shit. This sucks. <laughs> Alright, so now mm-hmm. Bookie Dookie is gonna be uh he's gonna be sitting there in his room and he's gonna be twanging mm-hmm. his ukulele, fascinated by the uh the sound he's making and trying to play this one tune over and over again, but he keeps getting something wrong. Mm-hmm. Uh what what are you actually wearing? Are you wearing any of your costumes right now or are you just in your no. normal clothes? <laughs> Yeah, just normal clothes. As uh, you just strum in your bright pink ukulele, just, you know, trying to concentrate in the mid-morning madness, uh, we hear the noise outside, like, slowly die down, uh, followed by a... on your door, as your dad peeks his head into the doorframe. There's, like, a broken egg on top of his head as he, like, pulls his half-orc Face past the frame. Hey, Grouper, you are. Uh, are you ready for your <laughs> first day at the academy? Ooh, uh, me, me, Grookie, don't know. You know, I, I like sitting here with my ukulele, and I, I'm not sure this is a good well, idea. I mean, you don't, I, I you don't have to, to bring your your ukulele, or I mean, you can always dress up a little less, you know. Oh uh, no, I mean ukulele. Ukulele fun. I definitely bring ukulele, but I just don't know if it's necessary, you know? I think I'm I think happy, you know? He I kind of, it. like, looks a little bit confused on his face, but he just nods a couple of times, like, okay, yeah, that that doesn't make sense, but I'm just gonna pretend like it does. Um, and he kind of walks in, and he goes, I'm gonna give you a little bit of advice that a good close friend of mine Gave me on my first day in the blood pits of Ornash. You know. He kind of like sits down on the bed and then pats it next to him. What is it? What is it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, okay. So, on your first day, what you need to do is find like the second or third strongest guy in your class and just wail on him. You know? Absolutely beat the Leventar out of him. Let the other trainees know you don't mess around. They smell fear, and they eat that shit for breakfast, lunch, and dinner. Do you get what I'm saying? I mean, why would I do that? You know? hmm? Is he hurt? Is he hurt you or something? Well, he's gonna. Look, 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 look. As much as they I mean, want to say know. everything's about camaraderie and, like, teamwork and friendship, at the end of the day, everyone there is your enemy. Well... You know, agree to disagree, but your mom's finished making up some breakfast. Okay, I have, I have breakfast. All right. As he kind of, like, walks in, and the kitchen is just an absolute mess. Uh, but your mom has managed to literally tie the twins to their, uh, to their chairs, uh, and is, like, spoon-feeding them, like, cereal. Uh, as everyone kind of, like, sits down and gets ready for breakfast, your dad goes, so I was thinking maybe you want might want to take a old old Bethanax, you know, to school today. And and you know Bethanax, she is oh, the wow. really really old family warg, like ancient. <laughs> and a, a warg is like a really big wolf dog that goblins use. I mean, she she right to go? Oh, 
Jeez, you know, Bethanax has been in the family at this point for longer than you almost. And, you know, she may be getting up there in years, but I don't think there's anything wrong with taking her for a ride to school. She'll get back here, no problem. Right? As long as she's okay. Uh, that's good. All right. That's what I'd like to hear. And he, like, really big, like, half-orc smack, like, right to the center of your back. Like, yeah, let's do this. Riding a ward to school. There's nothing more badass than that. <laughs> and we pan away, this time from the suburban neighborhood, to a much wealthier part of town. Hightower. Uh, we pan to an expansive estate with a large, carefully tended garden of flowers with fish-filled water features, uh, large marble statues of a rather dashing-looking dragonborn adorning the grounds. And the most extravagant marble statue, of course, is at the center of the property, which it seems to be a group of adventurers party, uh, a group of an adventuring party in varying battle poses. Uh, with a large dragonborn at the center, kind of like screaming defiantly at something that we as the audience don't see. Uh, we pan up from the fountain into the curtained window that is suddenly sprung open, letting the early morning sun stream into the room of our next character. Uh, Remy, would you describe what you look like and who you are? Sure. I'll be playing... Tilsrubal Nezarax, a white dragonborn divine soul sorcerer. Uh, he is rather young by, I guess, normal standards, but dragonborn do mature a little bit faster. So he is a grown dragonborn, even though he also is 13 years of age. Mm -hmm. But for dragonborn, he is much more on the slender side. Uh, his father, the subject of the statue described a few minutes ago, is like the huge burly fighter type of dragonborn, and uh, I am very much not that. But I have found myself as someone with an aptitude for magic, so I know that while I won't be exactly like Dad, uh, I too can be and will be a hero. There you go. Uh, as you're kind of like waking up, the first ray of sunshine hitting you directly in the eye, um, you see that you're uh, woken up by your, the attendance of your maidservant, Elsie Foster, an air genasi. She like springs the, the curtains open and she goes, Good morning to you, Master Teal's Rubble. And a fine morning it is. Your first <sighs> day of school at the academy, your father will be wanting breakfast with you in just a moment's <sighs> time. Are we sure to clean up? Don't want you to look looking like a right scruffy duffy on your first day. I agree with morning, but fine is debatable. How are you always so energetic in the mornings? Oh, I woke up four hours ago, and she throws the blanket off of you. She's like, hop, hop, pip, pip, cheerio. Eh, that's not really a thing my accent says, but let's get a move on. I will be sleeping for ten more minutes. I shall see you at breakfast. I thought you might say that, and so did your father. Oh, so no. I've littered your bread with live lobsters. <laughs> <laughs> you, like, wake up and there's just, like, four lobsters, like, with the rubber bands not attached to their claws anymore, just like... 
now there's one just hanging off of my tail. Yeah. You know, your father always used to say, nothing gets a person up in the morning quite like violence. Uh, well, I'll see you downstairs. And she just leaves. Girl. Just like go through the morning routine, just wander into the living room. But somehow the lobster still just clamped on my tail. <laughs> so yeah, you, you head your way into the dining hall where you see this like gigantic table meant to serve guests like 20 or 30 people kept meticulously ready, um, silver polished to a high sheen um, for, you know, friends or guests to come over at a moment's notice. But your, your father's not sitting at the head of the table. Instead, he is sitting at a small stool on a nearly completely unadored, like, portable table, just barely big enough for two. And your father kind of looks at you and he goes, the grand dining table felt a bit much today. You know, because it's just going to be breakfast for you and I. So I had uh, Grunhild go out, get us this table so we could talk a little bit. It's Yes, the table is a bit much on normal days, but that's why we can simply sit across from one another or side by side. We don't need to use the whole head of table. Oh, I didn't really think about that before I uh, sent Grunhild out to get the smaller table. Uh, but it, it is a nice table, Father, and of course I will seat and dine with you. Camathar, your dad's name is Camathar, uh, in case that was not known. Uh, he kind of like nods and he does that dad thing where you don't want to talk about a conversation, but it's like, oh, obviously I'm going to talk about this this thing, aren't I? Like, as a very, very fine, fancy breakfast is brought out on, like, instead of the regular eggs that we're seeing in, like, other places, these have been, like, cut and scrambled with fine cheeses and, you know, other spices associated with it. There's, like, iced juices, like, four different kinds all along the sides of the table. Um, a pipe and hot cup of coffee on each of it, as well as an espresso in, like, a small little cup. And he goes, well, you know, you don't have to go to the academy, like, right away. Like, you can wait one or two or, or like, ten, ten years. You know, like, you don't have to start right now. Like, you know, maybe, like, think about it a little bit before you commit, you know? But, but Father. Okay, Rip, tell me the story again. What were you doing when you were my age? Oh, uh, well, that story's violent right off the bat. So, kind of like, thanks for a second. Like, what story is going to be age appropriate for my 13 year old son who I don't want doing what I was doing at his age? Um, he was like, well, when I was 13. I had just hunted down the man who killed my father. And memory serves like he's like trying to PC it up a little bit. I I cut him into pieces into pieces <laughs> and forced his kids to eat the sausages that I made from his flesh. Yes. But that was years ago. I'm a much different man than, than I am now. And was that the first person that you killed? No, of course not. It took 
a while to get to him, of, as, as you well know. And how many people have I managed to kill? I think we're sitting at zero. That's correct, Bob. So how am I supposed to get anywhere near your kill count if I don't start training and healing? That is a good I guess, you know, life away from the dangers of the city kind of lent itself to a to a softer upbringing but that's part of the reason why i did it you know you don't you don't have to do the same things that i do or did don't do anymore but but you know at the end of the day it's your decision and you're obviously you're ready uh you know just he kind of like looks down for a second and he goes you know the anniversary of your mother the, the anniversary is this weekend would you like to come with me to the cemetery cemetery on sunday maybe say a few words but of course Bob. so after that we kind of pan away pan over to the university or the academy uh, and each of you kind of arrives right around the same time right before the first bell of the first day uh, Ray on the extended self-propelled wagon that's bringing a whole bunch of other uh, students with them. Group, Grookey on Wardback and Rubble, driven by your chauffeur Grunheel. As we kind of like pan across the academy, we see like a group of players playing at hacky sack, uh, some standing around in semicircles just chatting, you know, perfect for the angle of the camera, but super un- helpful to actual conversation amongst a group. Uh, people handing out pamphlets for various sports teams and clubs and the uh, lady librarian just handing out pamphlets after pamphlets about how to care uh, for the ancient scrolls and tomes that you're going to be checking out for, uh, for reference materials. Um, so there are a whole bunch of sports and clubs that y'all can kind of like get a little bit of info about before you're, you really start your first day in earnest, is there anything anyone would like to kind of explore or do before the freshman assembly starts for the day? Uh, group, you said there were clubs, right? Oh, yeah. Uh, clubs group, and sports. Take a look around the clubs, see what's around. All right. So for, as far as clubs go, the ones that immediately catch your eye are technically a club which is a club devoted to Arcanotech. Uh, Getting Into Treble, which is a song and dance club. Uh, you Art What You Eat, uh, Cooking, Painting, and Sculpting Club. And there's another club called Change My Mind, which is a debate team and public policy. Uh, group is going to go up to the, uh, the song and dance club, right? Because that's what it's like, and he's going to go... Is there, like, a person at the stand? Oh, yeah, there? there's, like, a gnome standing there, like, He's handing out pamphlets, but he's also like practicing his voice. He's like, me, 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 me. <laughs> here you go, sir. Me, 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 me. Let's let her get a little bit. Let's let her get a little bit. She sells <laughs> seashells at the seashore. Ah. Well, well, well. Well, there. <laughs> Would you like to join getting into trouble? Hello, I, I'm, I'm, I'm Kruki, but you can call me Tuki. Um, yes, I would, I'd, I'd love to. Oh, good, 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 good. Well, you know, we don't have any open auditions, really. It's just anyone who wants to go in can get oh. into this club. Why, and he why? hands you the pamphlet. 
Why are you doing that with your uh, voice? Oh, well, you know, you gotta always be ready. Always keep everything loose. Always be ready to burst into song. Oh, yeah. There's like a big half-orc behind him just <laughs> doing all the tenor parts. <laughs> well, like you know, your are... voice is your weapon. Your voice is your weapon. I mean, what do you mean? Oh, yeah. Well, thank you. Thank you for the leaflet. Um... It was my All right, anybody else know? want to join a club or a sport? Debate club would be something of interest. No. Oh. <laughs> 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 I get up and they just like close it up, but we're full now. <laughs> no, he's, he's literally like, I don't know. Is it interesting? Tell me. Why would it be? I was he's like a human. Club. He has like his arm folded. <laughs> maybe it is, maybe it isn't. I'm unconvinced. Seriously, Josh. <laughs> Roll persuasion. <laughs> Look at this quill. It looks like just like every other quill that you might write with, yes? But it is know. not. This quill is special. Because this is the quill that I will stab into your fucking eye if you do not open that damn book and let me sign up for your club. Make an intimidation check. <laughs> First roll of the session, everybody. Yay. That is a crisp eight. So he's not impressed by the intimidation itself. Like, he doesn't seem scared of you. Um, but he is, like, threatening physical violence on me if I don't agree with you. That's got moxie. You know what? He, like, opens up the book and turns it towards you. I'm not 100% convinced that you're going to, like, pan out here, but... Anyone who's threatened to stab me in the eye to get into this club is definitely worth it. I appreciate this. I am, in fact, very bad at stabbing. Oh, well, that's fine. Thing is, I didn't know that, but you've just given away your hand. So now I know next time you threaten me with stabbing, I know that you're not particularly good at it. But I... you don't know the things that I am good at. That's true. At the end of the day, you know, you can only work with the information you got. Exactly. And I know that your gift is in speaking. So I know more about you than you know about me. Who's to say? <laughs> I, I did just say that to you, yes. How can we really know anything? Well, is that not <laughs> part of the purpose of coming here for education? To learn that which is unknown. Or are they just trying to force you through a track to get you to be like every other adventurer out there in the entire Node Multiverse? Who's to say? Like, maybe it's not as, like, cut and paste as we like to believe it is. Well, if they have better survival rate than non-educated adventure, then yes, this is the place I want to be. Kind of just shrugs. Maybe. <laughs> you get the impression that this person has never agreed with anything anyone has said their entire lives. When is club meeting? He kind of like hands you a pamphlet on the other side. He goes, it'll be after the school day at the end of the day today will be the first meeting. Uh, we'll just kind of introduce you and, you know, get a feel for you. See what's up. Just me. It seems like on first day of classes, there would be multiple new people. I was using the kind of more royal you, like you and your fellows who are also going to be attending. One would think that one in your position would be more careful with proper speech. Hmm. No. 
So you have to quest this then. <laughs> All right. And uh, Ray, is there anything that has caught your fancy? I know I we haven't talked about the sports yet, but there are sports as well. Well, I'm interested in the uh, you art what you eat. Oh, the cooking, painting, and sculpting club? Yes, mostly the cooking part. And by cooking, right. I mean eating. <laughs> yeah, as you kind of approach their little area, you see that they have like a plate full of just like muffins and cookies and like various other like baked goods. And then behind them, they have a self-painted like giant portrait of the club. Like you art what you eat and very fanciful lettering and uh, just the bust of uh, some person. You don't really 100% know who it is. Uh, just sitting there at the side of the desk, just like nodding in time to music, like some sort of enchanted sculpture. And the uh, the person who, who's there is just like, oh, my gosh. Hi, how are you? Hi. Uh, I like food. Is this is this the club for that? Do you like cooking or you like eating, fella? Yes. Boom. This is the perfect club for you, then. Cool. What? What do we do here? We cook, paint, sculpt, just kind of like get in touch with our inner selves. Like understand that, you know, you really are what you eat, you know, like how you interact with your creative medium can be a way that you like see the world. So are, are there um, are there girls here? Me? Yeah. <laughs> as well as like, like, it's like half girls like yeah i mean i'm in that's a okay <laughs> yeah sure she like hands you the pamphlet she goes we're gonna be doing our first meeting right after school so uh you know come on by and see what it is that we do uh okay and okay, face be red now bye <laughs> <laughs> I would think that to not be an uncommon question. <laughs> Is there girls in this club? Like, what? <laughs> you know, if anyone starts off the question with, will there be girls? It's like, oh no. <laughs> As everyone kind of finishes up speaking with their assorted, like, you know, clubs and everything that they want to join, uh, you hear the very first bell. Uh, students begin to file into the academy, and all the first years are kind of brought to their very, very first assembly in the gymnasium. Uh, you all kind of get funneled into there, and as you all begin to take your seats, you see that students have already began, like, forming cliques, and have started, like, horsing around. Like, someone's actually a centaur, like, literally horsing around. Uh, the students begin to settle down as this hulking Goliath in a well-kept three-piece suit just, like, stomps his way to the center of the stage. All right, all right, quiet, you lot. Everyone simmer down. We've got work today. I am Vice Principal Stonebelly. I will be your disciplinarian, your first point of contact, and your worst nightmare if you plan on being a problem student. Emotions over to his side. Now, we're going to be starting off this year's assembly with an address from this year's student council pre president. Uh, give her an opportunity to speak. Miss Bondark, you have the floor. As he kind of like takes a couple of steps away, you see like 
this diminutive pink haired half elf like kind of has to jog her way over to the center of the platform um she has to like reach up to her full height to unhook the uh the mic and bring it down so it's actually something that she can speak into see that she has like a long staff with a pearl grasped by the Wood at the top, this kind of like looks like it's a little claw. She has to take a moment. She just like adjusts herself. She's like, okay, that's much better. As your student council president, it is my honor to welcome you all to your first year at Three Havens Academy of Heroes and Repscallions. Yay! And she like claps. And like a couple of the other students are like, yay. Yay. Like kind of that like fake enthusiasm that you give to the speakers. Uh, I'd like to think of myself as a resource to all my fellow students. If you have any questions about like the comings and goings of the Academy, just don't hesitate to ask. I'm here to help you guys. I look forward to get to knowing each and every one of you. Go Mimics! Woo! <laughs> and everyone's like, ooh, yeah. Mimics. That's the uh There's a bunch of blank stairs. There's a bunch of blank stairs with like two people who are like into it. Uh the mighty mimics is y'all's mascot, by the way. I don't know. That was not established yet, but she wasn't just saying hooray for mimics. <laughs> is it a different mascot every game? <laughs> yeah, it is. Looks completely different every single time. Everyone's like, do we even have a mimic mascot or do they just bring different items to the field and pretend like that's our mascot? No one will know. No one knows. Unless they touch the, it and get eaten. <laughs> the vice principal like returns to the mic and instead of like lifting it up, he just like bends over at like a full 90 degree angle to speak into it directly this time. Please stand at attention for your principal, Octavian Aberrant. And you see stepping from the side of a platform is a tall, lanky man dressed in all black robes with an octopus for a face. Uh, the various tentacles along that would be like in front of his mouth have been uh, parted and you see instead is a razor sharp beak. He has clawed feet that enter into a pair of fuzzy slippers and he's holding a cup of coffee in one hand and today's paper in another as he like shuffles over to the microphone. Uh, everyone make a perception check for me real quick. Can I cast guidance on myself? Yeah, sure. Oh, damn. So weird having actual decent perception for one. You don't have decent perception. Your perception's plus two. Yeah, <laughs> I used to have it. minus one, man. <laughs> That's true. That's a hefty five for me That's after the guidance. That's a spicy five. Raisin got himself an 18 and Grookey got himself a 19. Um, so DC was 10. Grookey and Ray, you can tell that these imposing black robes um, that are like have like those flying spikes at the end are in fact like silk PJs. You get the impression that this is the first time he's like got today. And he kind of like he does that little like old man shuffle to the center. Um, for those of you who are not aware, this person is obviously an illithid, which makes them a mind flare for the uh, from the monsters manual. He kind of clacks his his beak a couple of times at the microphone. And he goes, Welcome to Free Haven's Academies of Heroes and Rapscallions. It is 
the sacred duty of this academy to prepare the world's next generation of adventurers. Dangerous psychopaths who take the law into their own hands and enact bloody violence on others in exchange for coin and prestige. He like clacks his beak twice, kind of like looks up, seems a little bit distracted. It is, um, it is our hope that the apple does not fall too far from the proverbial tree, and that you will follow in your family's legacies of brutality, miserliness, and outright insanity. He looks over to the vice principal and just kind of like nods. Sometimes you look at these students, you're like, wow, these guys, these are supposed to be the good guys? Oh, are you sure these entitled sociopaths are... The you know, who we are supposed to root for against the, you know, powers of darkness? Oh. He notices the auditorium again. Ah, yes, well, you know. <clears throat> well, I am a cursed being and my life is a waking nightmare, but uh, let's get these students to class, yes. Uh, uh, first and foremost, a word of warning to all who would call Freehaven their home. Uh, sometimes we will find that we are, in fact, our own worst enemies. He takes a, like, a sip of coffee from his beak, but like he can't purse his lips, so he kind of just has to pour it down his throat. And he's like... <laughs> and like some of it like falls out of his mouth and just dribbles onto his clothes, and he's like, I, God, I hate you. You're all dismissed. <laughs> I love this guy. <laughs> The students file out of the assembly and all begin to head to their individual classes and kind of like this, this assembly was kind of a little bit longer. There was a large ceremony where the cheerleaders got out and was like, yay, go mighty mimics, like teaching you guys the, uh, the fight song and the secret handshake that you do whenever your team is about to do something important and fun stuff like that as that kind of, First assembly ends and everybody leaves. Uh, first session has ended for everybody else. And you're kind of forced to navigate these like massive halls um, while other students are actively antagonizing you. Um, Grookie, you in particular are the subject of some snickering by this really, really like tall, imposing human with like uh, that like intentionally messy hair. Uh, he's like fully decked out in his like classes armor. He, he's a obviously a fighter. Like you can tell, like a bunch of other people are like decked out similarly to him. And he kind of sees this half orc like walking around with a bright pink ukulele. And he goes, "Yo, what's up, fish?" And he just slaps the ukulele as hard as he can. And you kind of hear like, Bring "Hey." What you doing? Why you fucking slap my ukulele? Whatever. It's not even a good instrument. Hey, if you're gonna you. be a freak, then you might as well play a good instrument. Ukulele looking ass. And he just like kind of walks away. That's uh, what Ed Sheeran says for the same advice too. <laughs> if you can't be good looking, you may as well learn to play guitar. Would you like to work together <laughs> to make that one dead? 
<laughs> well, I'm rolling initiative. <laughs> I'm not taking that bullshit. <laughs> yeah, go ahead. Roll, roll initiative. I rolled a seven. All right. Oh, no, oh there it is. Okay. I'm going to GM roll this person's initiative. Uh, all right. And Rubble, Rubble, where you just like happen to be there, like, hey, that's pretty uncool of you, dude. Like, yeah. All right. So we are rolling initiative for the first time. All right. So uh, he kind of like after he slapped the shit out of your ukulele, he was like, whatever, loser, and just kept walking. And so what uh, Ruble, actually, you get first strike. All right. So is this just middle of the hallway? Yeah. Dead center of the hallway. How crowded? Pretty crowded. Okay, so I shouldn't use an AoE. Got it. Yeah, if you use an AoE, there is a 100% chance you're going to hit another. Got it. Don't want to do that on my first day. But maybe the second. <laughs> yeah. Uh, all right. I'm going to target that guy and cast Chill Touch on him then. All right. Let's skeletal see. Spectral Hand, uh, 16. Will miss. Really? Yes, it will. Well, damn. All right. Mm-hmm. As you kind of reach out with this skeletal hand it like goes past his face as he like instinctively dodges to the right and he turns around and he's like someone just fucking has to spell it me excuse me no and i kind of like you are the one that needs to be excused you are a <laughs> very rude individual <laughs> he takes a step towards you it's like yeah i didn't ask your opinion fish and he punches you in the face let's see I hadn't finished statting out this character yet because I assumed you were going to be pussies. <laughs> Why would you assume that? <laughs> I'm just kidding. <laughs> I'm just kidding. I mean oh. a pussy. Even if my character right, is a that pussy, That is right. a 25 for his first attack. <laughs> yeah, that hits. Jesus Christ. You take, you take five points of damage as he rears back and just clocks Ow. you directly in the All right. face. All right, that is a 25 for his first attack. Yeah, that hits. Jesus you Christ. Take five points of damage as he rears back and just clocks you directly in the face. Ow. And he rears his fist back again and does it a second time. 18 hits. That's five more points of damage. Okay, yeah, he just that rears back, clocks you twice in the face as hard as he can. Just the old one, too, and I am down. Just boom, just instantly unconscious as this jock walks forward and just pummels you. And he like holds you up by one hand. And he goes, clean yourself up and throws you into the lockers. And one of the cleric students like runs over to you. It's like, oh, shit, oh, shit, oh, shit. Like, right after first period, someone has already been beaten unconscious. This is fast. Uh, reminds me of my first day of high school. <laughs> uh, Grookie, you've just watched this dude who, like, defended your honor get smacked down. Grookie isn't going to be having that. He's going to avenge him. There you go. Grookie's going to run up. Sit down, you fucking bitch. And he's going to smash him in the head with his ukulele that he picked up off the floor. That's not going to hit that is it. That is a seven. That is going to miss. As you like <laughs> rear back with your great club ukulele, he grabs it at like your maximum height. Uh, Remy, you get stabilized at this point. Uh, good old Yay. rubble. Uh, he grabs it at its height and just like shakes his head like, man, you fish never fucking learn that you're the bottom of the barrel. 
and he's going to try to pummel you. Does a 16 hit you? Uh, it very much does. Alright, so that is 5 points of damage. Does All a 14 right. hit you? Um, yes. Alright, that's 5 more points, as I think he knocks you yeah. out too. fucking hell, man. Like, he had a sword at his waist, and he did not use it. Instead, he beats you unconscious with his fist. Once Fuck again, he picks, you, he, he picks you up. You're, like, in that state of unconsciousness where, like, you're seeing stars, and you're, like, you're like, have, like, blood going into your eyes. And he's like, once again, I'm just gonna say, wolves don't concern themselves with you fucking pussies! And he throws you into the locker next to him, takes your ukulele, plucks at one of the strings, and then, like, takes out one of his daggers and cuts the strings off and tosses it to you. This motherfucker's going down, man. First year's never fucked. And he just walks off as, like, a couple of cleric students come and tend to you and take you to the nurse's office. All right, good first combat, everyone. Good Boy, I'm sure good. glad I didn't get in that fight. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I like to imagine that Ray's just, like, off to the side, like, yikes. Like, <laughs> Why were they attacking me? Huge. <laughs> Look, did you see how big that dude was? That Granted, dude was stacked. I, I'm 211, so everyone's big. <laughs> everyone's huge to you. Yeah, very true. Uh, as y'all are kind of like coming into that like first stages of consciousness, you kind of hear one of those students be like, so they, uh, uh, like explaining it to the nurse, like, so they tried to fart, fight, fart, what? So they tried to fight like Mark Briarstone and they got their shit rocked. Yeah, just fucking get the number of that wish wagon. <laughs> ah, uh, you see a uh, an old old man uh, with like all like tattered black robes, uh, like white hair that's missing the top of his head. He kind of like shuffles his way over to you and goes, "Ah, yes, just don't don't move too much. Don't move too much. Just get still, still working on." You know, keeping you boys conscious and everything. Well, he kind was, of like, hmm? who was that uh, motherfucker? Who was that? Uh, apparently, you guys went toe to toe with a Mister Buck Briarstone. Unwise, unwise. He's he is the high fighter of the graduating class, after all. He's a fucking asshole, man. He, he came out to me. He, he snapped my ukulele out of my hand. This guy's a fucking twat. Oh, yeah. no, no, no. He's How a devoted man of, of a monitor. I, I wouldn't think that he Fuck didn't off. do anything that wasn't deserved. <laughs> Look at this man's ukulele. Oh. What? Is he I mean, oh, that fucking twat. Oh, that <laughs> Yeah, you see that he's cut the strings of your ukulele, so they're like... They're all, like, folded in on each other. Now, I am still new to magic, but I believe that I can help with this. Hey, yeah, oh, it's just a simple mending cantrip. Yes. Uh, thanks for helping me back there. I appreciate it. So, uh, yeah, so I'm offering to mend the ukulele. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, you can, like, you, like, have to, like, pull each of the individual strings next to each other mm -hmm. and cast the mending cantrip for a minute as you're all, like, healing up after it. He, uh, Mr. He introduces himself as Elias Dawnstar, uh, kind of hands you each a health potion with, like, Dawnstar. shaking hands. I'm sorry. Dawnstar? <laughs> I, I forgot to. about that. I forgot about that. I'll be, I'll be real. I just thought that it sounded good to be associated with the sun. I forgot. <laughs> uh, sorry. <laughs> kind of like hands you each a, a health potion and a shaking hand. And he goes, it's probably best not to 
immediately fight someone on your first day, but you are adventurers. These things happen. I don't think anyone's going to begrudge you for that. Probably. So they're going to. Well, he kind of shrugs. Understood. Uh, thank you for your services, Healer. I mean, it's no offense, but I think you did show everyone how easy it is to pick on you, and that, whew, in a high school, that's not, that's not what you want. Yeah, you were supposed to find the second or third biggest guy <laughs> and beat him up, not the first biggest guy and beat him up. <laughs> but now I will be kept busy by all the people challenging me, so I don't have to search out the assholes. I, yeah, challenging is a very polite word for getting your ass pulled. <laughs> He's like, I, you know what? That's a very positive way to think about it. And he kind of like wraps your head with a bunch of gauze. I might well, have you a know, concussion. <laughs> you know, if you ever, you know, need some alone time or, you know, to talk about your problems. I've changed my accent. If you ever need... No, that's not it. He was an old man. Uh, well, if you ever need someone to talk about, you know, your problems, or perhaps, you know, an escape from the constant bullying you might be receiving, you can always come to my class. What is your class? I teach the clerics. Oh, then I will be in your classes. Oh, that's good. That's good. Lovely to hear. He kind of like claps a couple times. So, uh, are we good to be on our way? Oh, yes, absolutely. Yeah, you're all back to max hit points. Uh, Actually, Uh, I'm not going to drink the potion right away. I'm just going to cast Cure Wounds on myself as soon as we step out of the office. Yeah, go ahead. And pocket the potion. Get it. Brook is going to see him do that. Plus three? Yep. And I'm at full. Boom. Brook is going to go to drink the potion, and then he's going to. He's going to see him do that, and he's going to copy him with healing word. All right, let's see it. All right, Druki has got himself a crisp eight hit points back. I think that's max, right? I got ten, so no. Oh, okay, but it's pretty close. Yeah. Ah, I'm sorry that we were not able to teach that jerk a lesson, but it is first day. We will get stronger. Exactly. We get him next time. Useful Nazarax, at your service. Hey, I'm, I'm Druki, but you can call me Duki. Nice to meet you. Where are we supposed to be going? Oh, God, <laughs> He's I like, got no fucking idea. I thought you knew what was happening. Okay. We, so I guess we go to class. Yes. <laughs> You're a little bit late, each of you, on account of... Well, not Ray, because Ray gets there on time. Uh, but on account of your time being spent in the infirmary, as it were. Uh, slightly late. You have, a, you have a nurse's note. It's okay. Ray, as you enter your classroom, make a perception check. All right, I got a plus zero. This ought to be good. <laughs> Although my last one was good. So... Oh! Oh, shit. Two as you two. kind of, like, enter the room and sit down, like, the bell rings, everyone's, like, sitting there waiting, they're, like, looking around, like, where's the teachers? I mean, I, mean, I know that this is, like, a rogue class, but you'd think that they'd, like, be on time. They wouldn't treat... The roguishness of like not teaching us. Although maybe that's exactly what they do. And like as they're all having this conversation with themselves, Raisin, you like look up and you see this uh like panther looking individual, like literally attached to the ceiling. 
kind of looking directly at you with like feline looking eyes um but almost completely concealed amongst the ceiling tiles uh, as she unhooks her hands and lands like dead center in the class she points you like her one claw like way too close to your face and just goes this one not bad uh hi hello i will be your rogue teacher I will be your rogue student. Good. And she like goes to the front of the class and then kind of begins the process of teaching all the students like, well, this is how you lift a coin purse off of somebody. Like, this is how you read maps. This is how you disarm traps. Like all of the fundament of being a rogue, like how to understand like where you need to be in terms of like dungeon exploration, stuff like that. Um she is the type of teacher that is constantly throwing like fully packed erasers at people to check the reflexes, like just in the dead center of class. So that's fun. Uh, for the rest of you, look at my faculty list, make sure I got everyone correct. Uh, you're going to the sorcerer class, right, uh, Rubble? Uh, yeah, split between sorcerer with a minor and cleric. All right. Uh, as you kind of get a little bit late to your first class, you see that you like walk into a class and this like female you want with like scales all the way up and down her arms and legs and like those little slitted eyes kind of kiss at you. And it's like, good of you to finally join us. I was beaten unconscious for the first time. It was an experience. Classic. <laughs> like and just she continues teaching. For sorcerers, it's a little bit different than, like, other classes, because sorcery, it's all about, like, self. It's about discovering latent energies that are within you and stuff like that. So a lot of this, what she's teaching you, is, like, meditation, uh, understanding yourself. A lot of what she's really here for is to, like, almost like as a counselor. Uh, you want a counselor? Yeah. And for the bard teacher, we have a Mr. Aaron Spearman, a male half-elf who's just like, he's sitting on the desk, just like kind of vibing with his guitar. He kind of like sees you come in. He's like, what is up? My God, you're a little late, but you know what? Were you pounding by the beat of your own drum? Well, more like the beat of um, some guy's face and hands on my face, because, you know, I got, I got beaten the fuck in shit out of. But I mean, I'm here now, so that's cool. Dude, that is a classic. The amount of times someone has been like, hey, sorry I'm late. You know, I got the shit kicked out of me. It's like, dude, you know what? As long as you're, like, playing by the beat of your heart, like, you can't take a wrong step, you know? Just like, bling. He has, like, a triangle. <laughs> <laughs> hey, you know, that's, that's a good point. Well, anyway, you know, sit down. We're just here to you know understand a little bit more about like how we get in touch with our music how that music empowers us not all of us are going to be musicians here some of us are going to be storytellers some of us are going to be beatboxers some of us are going to do this by using spoken word poetry you know like that's okay and some of us just use arcane knowledge to empower ourselves using the knowledge of the past like there is no wrong way And then he just finishes. <laughs> That's the end of the sentence. <laughs> uh, group is going right. to just look at him for a few more seconds if he's going to finish, but I'm just going to sit down. <laughs> All right. 
as each of you um, kind of begins your first day in the classes with your assorted uh, teachers, um, you're kind of run through the basics. As the kind of class winds down to the end, each of these teachers, which you get the impression are perhaps not the most cognizant of time or other people's schedules, come to the realization that they were supposed to have a student leave early to kind of like speak with the principal. They're like, oh, shit, I was supposed to do that. Um, and each of you are chosen. Grookey Dookie, he says that he really respects the fact that you came in late on the first day. And that, you know, the fact that you're willing to be late on your first day really shows that you're, you're in it, that you know what you are, and that I want you to be the person who represents the Bards class. Pick out your first adventuring group. The female tabaxi, who goes by the name of Silence in the Storm of the Roaring Shores clan, uh, has chosen you, Ray, because you were the only person who was able to see her uh, whenever she came in. And... Rubble, uh, the female Yuan-Tee, you get the impression that she has not really paid attention to any of the students in particular, and drew your name randomly. If there's one thing I learned in real life, is you don't want to show off as the best student on the first day. <laughs> Everyone's just like, oh my god, losers. No, this is, a, this is a supposed to be important. It's a special occasion. Y'all are going to be picking your adventuring group. As they kind of like have you make your way down the corridors to the conference room, uh, you all, you're, you're supposed to come to this future adventuring group, forge the bonds that are going to last, hopefully, for your entire long lives. And you reach the door at approximately the same time, each of you late, but unknowing that you're late, and you throw open the door to look upon the faces of your new team, who's going to be at your side, but instead, you find a nearly completely empty conference room, the snack tray almost completely picked clean, and Principal Abernanth is sleeping in a kind of reclining desk chair, uh, his feet up on the desk, and a book in his lap, and a like a muffin placed in between his beak. Un unbit. In, in, in between, yeah, his beak. I thought I said cheek for a second, but no, I said I thought you said feet. Well, his feet are, his feet are up on the desk. He's that like, doesn't seem hygienic. I'm debating if I want to try to pickpocket him. <laughs> Put them class lessons to good use. You do know that he is still wearing his silk pajamas. <laughs> so probably not really any pockets. <laughs> I mean, nice pajamas like, should have pockets. Yeah, but well, do you keep youthful stuff in your pajamas? <laughs> I mean, if you're walking out and about in your pajamas, you think you'd have like your wallet and keys on you. Incorrect. Pretty sure, pretty sure this point. guy's like senile. Like, <laughs> yeah. Principal Abernant, like, uh, he like doesn't a hundred percent wake up, but he does it like old man wake up. Like, <laughs> he like chomps into the muffin on accident and like starts choking on it. He's like, <laughs> he looks to his left and right. Hmm, were you saying something? I am glad to see that you are not dead. Tragically, no. Uh. I see you are the last to arrive. So is this the, a common knowledge thing or is there or is this an unknown? It's what, what like, a common knowledge thing. He keeps saying like he's cursed to live. So he says it all the time. He says it <laughs> he has said that all the time, yes. So like is 
is his situation known? Who knows? Like, no one really knows anything about Principal Abernathy. Okay. He, he constantly says that he is cursed to live a half-life, and that every day he wishes for the sweet embrace of death, that he hates eating, that he's a cursed person. I'm gonna ask I him. mean, I say the same thing, so, you know. <laughs> Why do you say that you are cursed to live, sir? He kind of, like, shrugs, like, because I am. Anyway. All the other students have already chosen partners, so uh, that leaves you three to form a party of three adventures, I guess. Not common, not unheard of, but... um... Ah, my my new friend Dookie. Yeah, sure, I guess. Whatever your names are. I look over the other two. We show many things together. Why do you guys look like you were beat up? Because we were. Can I get a different group? No. Uh, Sadly, uh, everyone else has already picked their uh, their crew. I fell asleep eating a muffin earlier today, so I can't really just make a comeback because I don't remember. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I like this guy. <laughs> uh. <laughs> He, like, does that thing where he's like, how do I get these people out of the conference room? I love uh, the fact that he's somehow an illicit Wilford Brimley. <laughs> well, <laughs> he, he, his, like, tentacles, like, like along the side, <laughs> and he goes, ah, well, uh, there's no better way to bond than through a mutual task. He kind of, like, looks at the book that's in his lap. Uh, take this, and kind of hands it over to you, to our librarian, Kathleen Duger House. Um, you know, that's what, that's something that y'all can do, is like your first bonding experience. Although, do remember, kind of like gets really serious for a second, like leans in, like, knowledge off comes. Right. Yes, isn't that what our tuition was? The great and terrible price. So now we get to know it. What does this book say? Hmm? 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 What? What? What did you say? I can't understand your accent. <laughs> we have already paid the great and terrible price. Our tuition to come here. So now yeah. what is the knowledge? I mean, if you want to try to read the book, I suppose you can. But it'll come. Yes, yes. Which you have said, and we have paid, so knowledge. Yeah, I guess if that's how you want to look at it. I look at the book. It's blank pages. Oh, <laughs> uh, make an arcana check as you look at these blank pages. All right. Uh, I'm also going to guidance. Yay! Oh, go. So eleven. So that oh, is an damn eleven. It. So, <laughs> why can't I ever roll good? Remy rolled a natty two on his arcana check. Not bad though. Uh, as you kind of like cast guidance on yourself, you try to open yourself up to the magic around this book. You do feel like powerful magic that just like thrums in your hands as you try to reach out to it. But you try to get any more information about like what this thing is, like what kind of enchantments are on it, why you're just looking at like pages. And you're literally just coming up blank. It's like every time you try to think about it, like a snap and you're like, right, this book is really arcane. Like, I got to look into this. This book is super arcane. Like, I got to look into this. 
Uh, do I have one of the pamphlets from the librarian earlier? Mm-hmm. If you took one, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So what would have been in the brochure of, like, book care and return books? Uh, does anyone remember, like, second grade or, like, kindergarten, whenever you actually got to, like, go into the school library, but the very first library class that you took, they had you, like, do a little... Uh, in the lines drawing of how you should treat your books like don't have fire next to your book or like don't uh eat while you're reading because you might get jam on it or like you know stuff like that where it's like just don't fuck up my books <laughs> like the very much young kind of like you'd think everyone would know this and then you remember that you are also sharing this school with incredibly low-end characters as well who use intelligence as their dumb stat. Like, so we do have to tell them. Like, I'm going to go with no, I don't remember. <laughs> he kind of like leans forward and goes, deeply arcane magics. It's like whistling a little bit at the end, even though he doesn't have lips. You speak that way by choice or because of your tentacles? Huh? No, I... Uh, it's that way by very much intention. You're not supposed to read this book. Is there anything else that we are needed for, or shall we commence on our task? I mean, if you guys want to break into the muffin bar. Oh, he kind of like looks over and sees that every of the like sweets and desserts that have been like laid out for the students to take a bite out of has been picked clean. The only thing left is like the half mutt muffin that he has. He kind of like looks at the muffin and then looks at you guys and just shoves the entire thing down his throat. <laughs> you nope. just enjoy your muffin. Oh, okay. Uh, good day, sir. You guys make your way down the hallways to the library. Is there anything that y'all like talk about as your way as you make your way over? So why'd you guys get beat up? The asshole of a jock broke his ukulele. I could not let that injustice stand. Uh. Was he bigger than you, or...? Turns out, yes. Yeah, you shouldn't have done that. In retrospect, no. It was the right thing to do, though. You gotta strike from the shadows. Got it from the high leaps from the shadows! <laughs> How did he get here? Banishment gets cast on him, he's immediately back in the other plane. <laughs> Security. <laughs> Security. <laughs> Gonna from the hive leaps from the shadows and kills Krooky Kooky in one spell sweep. So <laughs> yeah. Kane is forced to play guy from the hive. character next to all the levels. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. Right. As the group of you enter the library, you see that it is just an absolute mess. Papers and books litter the floor. Uh, some, like, still literally in the process of collapsing onto the ground. Uh, the library extends deep into darkness, and where you see a glowing set of yellow eyes looking back at you. The library doors slam shut, the locks engaging as they do so. And you see this uh, half-elf woman kind of, like, steps herself away from the darkness, and they go, you know, they said but before you can access it you're gonna need a library card and she holds up these like three 
library card shuriken and just throw it and they all like whiff and go in like completely random directions let's roll some initiative do we have to fight the librarian now? <laughs> so it would seem. Ooh, spicy 19. That's a good, that's a good roll. For Grookey Dookie. Grookey Dookie. Seven. Uh, okay, before we do this, uh, the principal tasked us with returning this book. Is there a safe place I can put this before we do battle? She doesn't respond. <laughs> she just keeps tossing shuriken. Yeah! I'm just going to put it over in this bin labeled returns for now. <laughs> That'll do. And we got Ray or uh, Rubble. All right. And so she's still very hostile seeming. Incredibly hostile. Uh, I I don't really want to throw the first punch this time. So I'm going to do a prepared action that if she actually attacks any of us, I'll cast a chill touch. Okay. Did you roll initiative? Oh, yes, uh, you did. Yeah. Okay. You got that natty 20. I didn't, I didn't see it. I, I saw that you're Arcana, and I thought that that was it. Okay, let's see. Kathleen Buger. Roll some initiative. A crisp four. Descending order. Tills Rebel, you're going to hold off until she actually throws the first punch. Garuki Dookie, what are you up to? Alright, so what's happened again? She's thrown shurikens at us. She's throwing sharpened library cards at you guys. Alright, uh, Garuki Dookie is going to try and dodge one. Is that a dexterity saving throw or like an acrobatics or something? Either way. She missed her... Oh, the the flavoring of the first one is that she oh. missed her sneak attack. Right, right. Oh, Grookey's just gonna ask her, oh, what the fuck are you doing? What the fuck are you doing? And she, like, continues just throwing out shurikens over <laughs> and over again. They're just, like, flying wide. She has a disadvantage because y'all are so far away. Um, Dookie's very confused at the concept of uh, a teacher attacking them, but He's going to hold off on attacking just yet. <laughs> All right. Raisin. Ah, uh, shit. Uh, <laughs> uh, da, da, da. How far away am I? You are 50 feet away. Hmm. I guess I'm going to try to shoot her with my crossbow. All <laughs> or, right. Uh, my short bow. Wow. That is a double crit fail right off the bat. Does a natural one hit? Listen, I don't think it does. As, like, all these shuriken are, like, flying across the air, like, totally, like, stabbing into the floors and, like, the sides of walls, like, most of them not even come close, your arrow just disappears into the darkness of the library. Shit. It is going to be her turn. On her turn, she throws open a book in her left hand as she raises a shuriken, and begins to speak in some, like, dread language that just has way too many consonants in it, as a bunch of books begin to rise up off the tables and the floors and begin to spring at you. Okay. Um, use my prepared action, then? Yeah, go ahead. Let's see how this goes. So a 16 hit her. 
16 will hit her. Oh, good. One necrotic damage. <laughs> One necrotic damage. As you reach out and, like, pluck at her soul, uh, she kind of, like, Egh! three sentient books are going to fly up and attempt to do what is called a page slap, where they close themselves and just try to smack you across the head. Against Grookey, does an eight hit? Yes, it does. Oh, is it? Yeah. Oh, no, it doesn't. Stop. I'm an idiot. No, no. It's not. <laughs> <It's> like, what? <laughs> I have 13 AC. Okay. A 17 to Mr. Uh, Tilsrable Nezarak. You take uh, yeah. four bludgeoning damages. The page just like bonks you directly on the top of the head. I have bloody books again. And the last book against you, Ray. A 17. Uh, yeah, that definitely hit. Four bludgeoning damage to you as well, as you just get knocked on top of the head by one of these uh, semi-sentient books. Uh, the librarian kind of like cackles madly and goes like, fly! And she is going to, at disadvantage, just start hucking shurikens at you guys again. Just like with her uh, right hand, she throws it. A 19 at, at Tills. So is this going to be like a TPK where we make new characters and yeah. we wake up in the nurse's <laughs> or office? Or slashing damage as That's a library card. As a library card whizzes across the battlefield and just impales itself into Tills' shoulder. He just collapses into the floor. All right, Tills, make your first death saving throw. 14, that is one success. Grookie dookie. All right, this motherfucker's going down. Which Rookie one? He's gonna other. Uh, yeah, are you gonna fight the books or are you gonna fight her? Oh, the library. Yeah, the library. All right. You see that the uh, book in her right hand is like glowing an eldritch blue glow, uh, and that same glow is emanating off of the books. Right. How far is that? Um... She's a crisp fifty feet away from it. Okay. Uh, you would have disadvantage if you try attacking someone while you have an enemy next to you, so... This is right. True. Can I move then, Cast? Yeah. Fantastic. All right. I'm going to move a whopping 30 feet. Mm-hmm. So, like, there, sure. All right. You take one attack of opportunity if you do that. I'll... I'll tank it. All right. The as you kind of begin to try to like run towards the librarian, one of the sentient books tries to hit you in the back of the head with a six. So it, it whiffs as you duck under it, running forward. Damn it! I was thinking, um, did I move through enemies, or is that not possible? If you moved through an enemy, uh, you would take an attack of opportunity from the books because the books are so small. You can move past them. They move through their squares. All right, I'm gonna risk it. I'm gonna try and get to what one, two, three, four, five, six. Is that nah, nah, not even worth it. I'm gonna go for the resolute. All right. Yep. I'm gonna do. I'm gonna cast vicious mockery on this uh, right. this librarian. I'm All like, right. You stupid bitch, stupid motherfucker! Why you why you throw books at us? Why do you swear so much? Stupid <laughs> <laughs> motherfucker. <laughs> All right, the librarian is going to make a wisdom saving throw. A 12. Wow, it's 14 
DC, so uh, she fails. She takes three. three points of psychic damage, yeah. and she's like, "Am I a bad teacher?" <laughs> yes, probably. She's throwing shurikens at students. All right, Ray, your uh, compa- compatriot has been downed. You see, like, sorry, in his pocket, a red potion sticking out of it. Uh, also, Caden, don't you have healing word? I do have healing word. I do. You can use it. It's a that. bonus action. I can use it. All right. Rewind time. No, no, you don't need to rewind anything. Just do it as well. Don't need to. Re- All right. Fantastic. Then I go bada bing. <laughs> yeah, don't feel bad. I forgot I could have used lucky on my <laughs> net one. We have lucky off. Oh, yeah, yeah. Well, no, he doesn't have the feet lucky. He has the different. Oh, right, right, right. Yeah, I, I have the racial trait. As soon as I get to level three, you bet your ass. Bang. Anyway, roll a healing word, please. That would be real swell. Eight points. As <laughs> full health. As Sills Rubel, like, <laughs> as he, like, what do you say to him that instills <laughs> in him this hit point? I group, come on. Get up, you midget. We need to keep fighting. Did I just get knocked out by a fucking library card? <laughs> I like how he called the dragon board. The M word. Alrighty. Uh, I'm gonna give a little bit of flavor text for what all is uh, hip-hop and happening in the uh, library. We see kind of like as everyone is like running around like trying to fight these books and making fun of the librarian uh, there's like a small portion of like poultices and potions bubbling to our right, um, to the front and left. There are a whole bunch of like chairs and lounging areas with like books thrown open on top of them. It seems like someone didn't listen to her own uh, pamphlet about how to keep the very ancient tomes safe and secure. Um, and as she does that, she's going to grab one of her shuriken and heat it at uh, Mr. Uh, Gruki Aduki at disadvantage. A 12. That misses, I believe. Yep, Billy. Uh, she skipped my turn. Rude. Yes. Did I? Oh. Oh. Sorry. Rude. Oh, for some reason I thought your double in that ones was the same turn. But continue, sorry. No, no, <laughs> that was the first turn. Get it. I'm going to rapier this book in front of me. Fuck this book up. And I got sneak attack, because there's an enemy within five feet. Look at that. I'm learning my character. That's what we like to see. Rapier! A 15 will hit a book. 13 piercing damage will absolutely just eviscerate this book. You, like, stab it through the dead center of the spine, and its book, like, flaps at the end of your rapier before just, like, going still, and the magic that was animating it disappears. Nice. And you just have a normal, like, book at the end of your rapier and as you do it just kind of into like musty pages these books debating if i want to move i'm gonna move over here run 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 Uh, is your movement speed 30 or is it 25 for being halfling oh you're right (laughs) move over here (laughs) Uh, this book is gonna rear back and try to hit grookey in the back of the head and this one is going to try to smack Mr. Rubble with the one against Grookey. A 22 page slap for three bludgeoning damage. Are you keeping track of your hit points, Grookey? Oof. 
I am. Oh, good. And the one against Rubble, a five. As it just once again a swing and a miss. Nope. A 20. I'm prone hmm? still from when I was That's unconscious. That's right, you're prone. As it just kind of like goes above 20. you and then just all the gravity animating it just disappears and it just lands directly on top of your ribcage for two bludgeoning damage. Tills Rebel, you're up. Alright, I'm going to stand up, uh, just shift up one, mm-hmm. and I'm going to let loose with my breath weapon. So, mm-hmm. target both books. All right. And keep Dookie out of that. And I'm going to need con saves, please. All right. Books are notoriously constitution heavy. They're so good mm-hmm. at. Mm-hmm. at constitution. Well, a two and a 12. 12 is by the point good enough. Oh. Um, on the bright side, it is still half on a successful save. So let's do six. So that's going to be eight cold damage, and then right. four for the one that's saved. One of the books just freezes in place after it hits Grookey, like turns to ice and just pops into a bunch of dust. And this next book, do you see like the edges of its pages like begin to frill and like curl in on each other as they're exposed to too cold? It's too cold. All right, Grookey. That's me. That's right. your boy. Motherfucker's going down. I'm gonna cast. Actually, I'm gonna move right up to it. Mm-hmm. Can I move like next to an enemy without taking an opportunity attack? Yeah, you. As long as you don't leave their square. All right. Like you don't get an attack of opportunity, so you could get like right here. Oh, fantastic! Well, I'd get right there. I'm mm-hmm. gonna cast Thunder Wave. All right. Baba. I, I believe bang, bang, bang. Thunder Wave. Is a five foot square, right? Uh fifteen foot cube? Yeah, oh. emanating from the caster. Mm-hmm. Ah, so it's like this. Yeah. Then we go bada bing, bada boom, and they're all dead. Fantastic. Alright, they're going to need a constitution saving throw. Alright, book on the left, book on the right. All right, one of them passes. And the librarian. <laughs> crit fails her constitution saving throw. <laughs> I believe if she fails, she gets thrown backwards 10 feet, right? Uh, I doesn't say here, but that sounds cool. Does it? Well, <laughs> I'm, I'm blind. <laughs> Alright, this book takes 7 points of damage. This book literally just evaporates as like this wave of thunderous like sonic force rips through the pages. Just, just dust. And the librarian just gets launched 10 feet. Like you hear like a bone snap as she lands on the ground. Um, still alive. But her, you see her like her book in her uh, right hand is like shaking as like her finger bones have cracked in it. And she's holding the uh, library card shuriken in her other hand. Raisin. All right. So I'm going to shoot this book right here. All right. With my short bow and sneak attack. That'll hit. Yeah. Six, Six damage is enough to take this book down. 
as Yay, like your arrow goes like dead through the spine of it it just like folds open on itself and rips itself into a thousand tiny little pieces i don't like this school <laughs> this, this school is violent thank All you right. for your aid race on her turn the books are going to rush other side of ray this one is going to spring to life and begin to try to hit Ray in the forehead. All right, the one against Ray is a critical fail. One, it just like slaps him to the ground directly next to you. Just poof. you're like, oh, is this? Did it just fall, or is this one of the sentient books? It's hard to one hundred percent know. And these two, I believe that they get advantage. Are we still doing that? Where if you're across from someone, you get advantage? You tell us. Normally, I don't play that, but it does kind of give positioning a better uh, feel. How, how, do, how do we as a group want to do it? I am pro-flanking advantage. Mm-hmm. I'm down. Okay, these two books are going to be trying to slap Mr. Grookey uh, with advantage. A 16 and a 17. Those are two hits for five bludgeoning damage and two bludgeoning damage. I believe that will bring Mr. Grookey to death saving throws. As you're like, as you jump on the table, explode with your thunderous force, rip one of the books to shreds, rip the other one almost to shreds. As these two books come from either side of you, like one hits you upside the head. The other one swipes your legs and just collapse onto the table unconscious. Not good. <laughs> Tiltable! Oh, wait, she needs to throw her shuriken. She I mean, is she going doesn't, to she doesn't take... need to. <laughs> but she's gonna. Uh, she is going this to... This is going in your review. Step forward over here and be like, you know what they say in all these books? Dead men don't tell history! And she just yeets one of the shuriken. I don't think that's how the quote goes. For 13. Does a 13 hit? Uh, no, actually. Oh, I think actually Ray may be the tank. The resident, <laughs> the resident tank. With 15 AC. Big, big hug. All right. It, it goes wide. It's past you. Tills are bold. Ah, I never thought that I would say this, but I do not like all of these books. Librarian. Ah. Are you fucking kidding me? <laughs> that yeah. is a, another crit fail, ladies that, and gentlemen. That is El Numero Dos crit fail for Mr. Rubble. As you kind of like reach out with the chill touch, and it just goes like past her, but not through her. Grooky dooky. Make your first death save. That is a hit, dice. Is that? Oh, that's a good hit, dice as well. <laughs> Hey. An eight. That is the first failed death saving That's throw. That's a fail? Oh, fuck. Mm -hmm. From oh, Mr. Razin or Raisin Tornberg, you're in the midst of a battle against a book. Uh, knowledge. Actually, oh, wait, time out. I decided just recently that we are going to do something a little bit different when it comes to death saving throws. We're going to have uh, your life flash before your eyes when you're making death saving throws. So, Grookey, as you're lying on the table unconscious, like bleeding, and you failed your first death saving throw, what does your brain flash back to first? 
my uh, bright pink ukulele, of course. Mm-hmm. Like when the I first day that you found it? it? How yeah, what's the story of how you got it? Yeah, let's right, hear so it. Basically, it was a cold, dark night. And, you know, my friends, all the orc friends, they were going on a big fuck-off raid on this human tavern, yeah? And, um, you know, it was a complete success. They murdered, they murdered hundreds of people. And I was walking in in the aftermath, and uh, there was this dead bard who was performing, and I was like, hmm, he's got a, he's got a ukulele, and I picked it up. And I gave it a twang, and ever since that first twang, you know, I've been entranced by the, the beauty of music, you know. And I'm like, oh, damn, I want to play the ukulele again. <laughs> Very Beautiful. touching story. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> All right, Ray, you're up. Right. Uh, I guess I'm going to try to stab this book. Beautiful. Stabby, stabby. You're enough sneaky tacky. I don't got it. Wow. The 10 stabbed the book. A 10 will not beat the AC of the sentient books. It spins out of the way of your, of your rapier as you attempt to pierce it. I don't like this skull anymore. <laughs> it is her turn. She is going to have one of the books fly past. Well, I'm going to say she, but it's not really like um, one of the books is going to fly past you, Rubble. Uh, you get an attack of opportunity as it does so. Okay. All right. Well, all right. Gotta try and smack it with my big stick. I don't think a six will do it. A six will not do it. You like swing your quarter staff like a baseball bat, and much like the baseball bats, whenever you were a kid whiff just right over the top of it <laughs> this is painful but this is true as the other book re rushes forward and attempts to do a page slap on mr rubble a 16 yes for five bludgeoning damage is there a that down to boom just dead center of the forehead like you're like a crack as your horns like take the impact of the plant damage Two attacks on Ray with advantage. A 16 and a 22 for four bludgeoning and three bludgeoning. You said that was on me? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm down. All right. Ray is also knocked unconscious. Brunt to zero hit points. Now, Rubble. I'm at minus three. You can tell that this young woman is at that sore like her. One of her hands is broken. She's bleeding profusely. Uh, the book in her hand is like pulsing with the same blue glow as the books that are like about to surround you as they finish knocking down your friends. What do you do? I am going to spew acid. Asha's oh. caustic brew. Okay. Uh, so I will need. Dexterity saving throw from the book and from her. It is a 30-foot line of acid. Okay. Alright, Kathleen Dugerhout's gonna make herself a dexterity saving throw and eight. Damn it. Yeah, that'll save. The book also gets an 18. Fuck us then. 
Mm-hmm. It doesn't do like half damage on a miss or nothing? It does not. The trade-off for this one is that if they hit, it does damage every round, but it does not do half on a miss. But you see, as you shoot your ray of caustic acid, she manages to duck out of the way, like to the right, but the book that she's holding in her hand does not. It gets covered with the caustic acid, and I'm going to need you to roll damage on it. Uh, no, I've, I've been doing that roll in secret, because I didn't want y'all to know that the book in her hand was a terror. <laughs> Five acid damage. Five acid damage also, as the book. Mm-hmm. Okay, I was just going to say, the way that this spell works, for, uh, if something is covered in acid, uh, covered in acid for the spell's duration, or which is a concentration up to a minute, or a creature uses an action to scrape or wash the acid off itself or another creature. And then we'll take 2d4 acid damage at the start of each of its turns. All right. As you do so, it covers the book in acid. The book, like, shakes in her hand, like, begins to, like, flap uncontrollably, uh, begins to, like, kind of melt into the slush, falls to the ground, and then <laughs> disappears into a pile of ash that flies away on the wind as the other books do the same. Uh, she looks at you, rage-filled in her eyes. If you would like to use your bonus action to use your health potion on one of your compatriots. Because in my world, uh, health potions are bonus actions, not full actions. Okay, then, uh, yeah, I will do that to my new friend, Dookie. All right, you slam the health potion down Grookey's throat. Grookey, you feel your win, your, uh, your win. You feel your uh, battle wounds begin to close up. He gets 1d4 plus 1 hit point. 1d4 plus Fantastic. Mm-hmm. Isn't that regular hit points? Is, 20, no. is it 2d4 plus 2? 2d4 plus 2. Ah, you get 2d4 Unless plus 2 hit are points. Hey. No, they're just a regular health potion. School nurse giving out shoddy health potions. <laughs> so that's 7 hit points. Grookey, you are brought back to the land of the living as your uh, compatriot slams a health potion. Just to be on the safe side, I'm going to hide behind him a little bit because I am at one hit point. This health potion was made by the students. <laughs> it may have side effects. <laughs> it's, it's acid. <laughs> you are now infertile. Please report any side effects that you discover. <laughs> All right, Grookey, you're living, you're alive, you're doing it. All right, is this bitch dead yet? No, she is still alive, but her the book that was in her hand has like melted. And so she's only there holding her uh, library card shurikens, looking at you with eyes full of rage. All right. Make, a, make of... an insight check real quick. Insight check? All right. Mm-hmm. Oof. Something about the librarian feels off. Something about her intent or her itself? Like, you remember seeing her earlier today handing out these pamphlets to everyone about, you know, be taking very careful care of the library and, you know, making sure that nothing's damaged and that, you know, your hands are clean whenever you're dealing with the books. And there's something like about her eyes that feel a little bit off from when you saw her. All but right. that's a free action to gain that insight. Please continue. Keeping that in mind, Grookey is going to get out his ukulele. And he's gonna try and batter over the head unconscious. All right, let's see it. Baba, bang! That is a lovely seventeen, totally. Well, that's incredible. A <laughs> Fuck. The 
great club ukulele rears back and boom, it breaks the chair that she's standing next to clean in half. All right, Raisin Tornberg. Make your death saving. Can I use a bonus action to tell them to uh, just knock her out, not fully murder her? You don't need to use a bonus. You can just scream that in the middle of combat. All right, I do that. All right, Raisin Tornberg. That is your first failed death saving throw. What flashes before your eyes? Uh, embarrassing myself in front of the girl at the arts art uh, club thing. <laughs> just right off the bat, you're just like, oh my god, that was so embarrassing. Is there anything about the situation? I can't believe I said that. What was wrong with me? <laughs> Is there anything about that situation that can help me now? No. <laughs> Hindsight 2020. Uh, yeah, just like real life. <laughs> All right, this woman is going to attempt to uh, throw her library card shuriken uh, directly into the throat of Mr. Grookey at disadvantage. A 17 with disadvantage. Fuck. Dealing five slashing damage as it, like, as it just sinks itself deep into your shoulder. Oh, that's grim. I have seven HP, right? So I'm back on. Back on two. Tilsrable. This is a very tough librarian. Mm-hmm. I'm going to once again try to approach. Fifteen will hit. About fucking time. Can you do non-lethal damage with the spell? Not that I'm trying to. <laughs> okay. Roll damage. Oh, whoops. Hmm? Sorry, didn't mean that. It's not damage. I was like, that does. Or necrotic. I- for necrotic, as you see the chill touch like reaches directly into her heart and you can feel it like squeeze and like the light exits out of her eyes and she collapses onto the ground, obviously dying uh, as she kind of uh, lays there uh, bleeding out from or bleeding out and also from the like life energy being sapped away from her body. Uh, she kind of hear her whisper a couple of words, barely audible. It's just over and over again. And as she says that, you hear like a crunching sound as the back of her head explodes. Uh, were either of you expecting that? Because I was not expecting it. Also, what did she say? Make a perception check, see if you're able to hear her. Or if you were able to recall what she just said. It was very quiet. She was in the process of dying. Three. Grookey. A perception check from El Senor Grookey, please. Perception is my forte. Oh shit, fuck it is. <laughs> that is a 20. Dirty 20, goddamn. Dirty, dirty 20. She whispered before her head exploded, or the back of her head exploded, they who hung us. Now, if you uh, want to take a history or religion check yeah, I'm gonna do that. to see if you know anything about this thing that she said, uh, you can also have Tilsrable do the same. She I'm just said, going they to who hung us. What the fuck does that mean? Guidance. Uh, so, Dookie, you can add one to whatever you roll. You got a 16. Okay. And for my own. God damn it. <laughs> and I'm sorry, you said history or religion? Mm-hmm. Yeah. A ten. Alright. As you guys are like, they hungers, they hungers. I'm gonna need Ray to make another death saving throw. 
All right. Well, it was <laughs> nice knowing you guys, probably. Hey. 13. That is a successful death saving throw. What goes through your mind as you are fighting against the ever encroaching darkness? Good question. Probably something with bacon. Probably, like, you're like, it like, maybe it like flashes back to earlier today having a conversation with your dad and auntie. Uh, yeah, that's good bacon. That's <laughs> damn bacon. That's worth living for, right? Auntie Ezra's, like, you got you and your dad just like sitting there talking, like, about your first day, about hoping that you make some friends, like, it's, you're, that it's going to be tough, you know, school's tough for everybody. Um, and then, like, pass. Like, this is hard, but it's going to be hard. You know it's going to be hard. You knew it was going to be hard going in. So you're going to fight. You're going to fight to live as Tilgerable runs over and manages to staunch the bleeding. And you are no longer going to be making death saving throws as you stabilize at zero. Rubble, as you're thinking back, like you're, like, in the process of, like, tying together uh ray's bones like making sure that he's not gonna just bleed out here on the floor thousand paper cuts you feel like that name kind of rings a bell but you don't know like where you heard it from like where it what it means uh rookie from what you're able to remember they Who Hungers is like a popular story that the locals use to scare children to make sure they don't be naughty and stay up late or uh, wander into the mists and storms that occur on the outskirts of Freehaven. It's like, oh, well, if you don't behave, then, you know, They Who Hungers is going to num 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 you up. It's, it's, a, it's a story you tell scared little kids to make them behave is how... Rookie remembers it. It's like you probably had like a sleepover at one of your friends' house and they were misbehaving that their mom brought up. But as everything like slowly dies down and the clatter all quiet and you know things become much more quiet around here, let's have everyone make a perception check, including Ray, who is Ray like school. mostly unconscious but like present. Oh shit. <laughs> You know, for a plus zero, I've been doing great on perception. Yeah, absolutely. And Grookey? 20 for me. That's a dirty, dirty 20. Grookey gets a spicy five. So all of you, uh, Grookey's probably like too busy considering, like, what is it? What is they who hungers? Like, why would that be the last thing someone says as they're dying? Why would you tell me about a child's scary story? That doesn't make any sense. As you're kind of running that through your head, Ray and Rubble, you both can see that around the librarian's neck is a small key that is labeled that it is for the restricted section of the library. As you take looks around the library proper, you can see that the gate to the restricted section of the library is already open. And when you kind of like tilt your ears up, and you concentrate extra, extra hard, you can hear the ripping of pages and some very, very like quiet sounding thumping sounds as you realize that you are not alone It's life. And that's where we're going to end it for today. We'll see y'all next time on Riftway. 
Thanks for listening. Please leave us a review and give us five stars on iTunes. Also support us on Patreon at patreon.com slash Podcast. Tiers start as low as a dollar, and even that much really helps us out. Supporters get benefits such as behind-the-scenes content, early access to episodes, access to the Patreon Discord, where you'll be able to chat with the cast, find us on social media on Twitter, at Riftwake Podcast, on Facebook as Riftwake, and now send us an email, riftwakepodcast at gmail.com. Podcast!